Welcome to eBible Fellowship's Sunday Bible Study. For broadcast times in your area of these studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now it's time to begin our Sunday study with your speaker, Chris McCann. Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Sunday Afternoon Bible Study. Today is study number two in Proverbs chapter one. And we're going to be reading Proverbs 1, verses 1 through 6. The Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, and judgment, and equity, to give subtlety to the simple, to the young man, knowledge and discretion. A wise man will hear and will increase learning, and a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsels, to understand a proverb and the interpretation, the words of the wise and their dark sayings. And I'll stop reading there. Now, uh, we're going to uh, focus in, beginning in verse 2, and we're going to find, as we go through these verses, that God is explaining the reason why he uh, gave the book of Proverbs, or what the Proverbs are for, and it also applies to what the Bible is for, the reason God gave the Bible, and and the reason that God wrote the Bible the way that he did. It says the Proverbs in verse 1, and then in verse 2, to know wisdom. And in the second part of the verse, to perceive words of understanding. So Proverbs are given in order to know wisdom and to perceive words of understanding. In verse 3, Proverbs are given to receive instruction of wisdom, justice, and judgment, and equity. And verse 4, Proverbs are given, uh, are to give subtlety to the simple, to the young man, knowledge and discretion. And, and then in verse 6, Proverbs are given in order to understand a proverb. That is, we have to read the Bible, which is a proverb, in order to understand proverb. Uh, the, the deep hidden things of God, the things that God has um, hidden in his word uh, from Genesis through Revelation. And, and that's why we compare scripture with scripture. If we want to know how to understand uh, a historical parable, if we want to know how to understand one of Christ's spoken parables, or how to understand this book of Proverbs, what do we do? We look to other scripture or other proverbs and by God's grace we're able to understand the the proverb that we're dealing with. And and so proverbs are given to understand a proverb and the interpretation, the words of the wise and their dark sayings. Well, um, it, in this study, we're going to be looking at the 
the words um, that that God is using here, uh, what he means by wisdom and, and so forth. And, and so we're going to be following uh, that formula of comparing Scripture with Scripture and, and uh, of turning to other Proverbs, other parts of the Bible, in order to understand the part that we're working on. And let's begin in verse 2 of Proverbs chapter 1. To know wisdom and instruction. Well, wisdom is the essence of God himself. He is wisdom. A little further on in the book of Proverbs, we read of wisdom in Proverbs chapter 8. And um, in in this chapter, uh, wisdom is personified. That is, it takes on a personality. For instance, in verse 1 of Proverbs 8, Doth not wisdom cry, and understanding put forth her voice? She standeth in the top of high places, by the way, in the places of the paths. She crieth at the gates, at the entry of the city, at the coming in at the doors. Unto you, O men, I call, and my voice is to the sons of man. O ye simple, understand wisdom, and ye fools, be ye of an understanding heart. And that is similar to what we read in Proverbs 1. Hear, for I will speak of excellent things, and the opening of my lips shall be right things, for my mouth shall speak truth, and wickedness is an abomination to my lips. All the words of my mouth are in righteousness. There is nothing froward or perverse in them. They are all plain to him that understandeth and write to them that find knowledge. And I'll I'll continue on a few more verses. Verse 10. Receive my instruction, and not silver, and knowledge, rather than choice gold. For wisdom is better than rubies, and all the things that may be desired are not to be compared to it. I, wisdom, dwell with prudence, and find out knowledge of witty inventions. The fear of Jehovah is to hate evil, pride, and arrogancy, and the evil way, and the froward mouth do I hate. Counsel is mine, and sound wisdom. I am understanding. I have strength. And I'll stop reading there. And we see that that uh, it says, I, wisdom, dwell with prudence. And wisdom is, as it were, speaking. And, of course, uh, wisdom is the essence of God, and God likens himself to wisdom. Just as God says he is love, or we know that Christ is faith. God is faith. Well, God is wisdom. He is the most wise, the only wise God, we read in other parts of the Bible. God is wisdom, and Christ is God, and therefore Christ is wisdom. And that's what we read in the New Testament in 1 Corinthians 
chapter 1. It says in verse 24, But unto them which are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. And then in verse 30, But of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption, that, according as it is written, he that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. Christ is is all things to the child of God. Uh, we we are not wise of ourselves. We we don't know anything of ourselves. We have no understanding of ourselves when it comes to spiritual things. What is our condition if if we rely on ourselves? We're uh, our condition is we were dead in sin, and and God according. Uh, to his own sovereign will, determined to save his elect people, and he brought them to life. And now at that point, he begins to reveal himself to them because they now have have actually been made wise through the receiving of the Lord Jesus Christ and, and the receiving of a new heart and a new spirit. And God begins to indwell them, and God is the essence of wisdom. Therefore, he makes everyone he saves wise at the moment of salvation, because they become possessors of wisdom, possessors of the Spirit of God. The Spirit of Christ is within them, making them wise. They may not actually be very smart, Intellectually, they may not know many things at all, and God does, um, uh, ha- or has made selection of the foolish things of the world to confound the wise, the worldly wise, the, the people of the world who think they're smart, and, and they are on, on certain levels. They, they have maybe much more intelligence than those people that God has saved as uh, in in some cases and, and and so salvation is not because of a person's own understanding or knowledge or wisdom or intelligence in any way it's God's doing and God saves those whom he will save and once he saves them he makes them wise those he does not save lack wisdom. They lack the Spirit of Christ. Christ is wisdom. They lack the Spirit of God. God is wisdom. Therefore, they lack or have no wisdom. And God counts them as fools. And and again, it doesn't matter what their IQ is. doesn't matter how they score on certain tests. It doesn't matter what their occupation is in the world. Um, if it's a, a very technical op- occupation um, where it really takes a lot of brain power to be able to do the job that they have, uh, to be a doctor, a lawyer, or whoever, no, in in God's eyes, okay, you can 
you can uh, be smart on one level in in the world, but when it comes to the things of God, to spiritual things, none of that qualifies you as wise in any way. You are ignorant according to the Bible. You are a fool according to the Bible. If you are not saved, if you do not have wisdom, and wisdom is a person, wisdom is the Lord Jesus Christ, and if you do not have him, then you do not have wisdom in in the sense that the Bible speaks of. Now, if we go to Proverbs chapter 4, Proverbs 4, again, in the beginning of Proverbs, the verses we're looking at, Proverbs are given to know wisdom. That is, the one of the uh, points, a, a major point, a major purpose for the Word of God was to send forth God's Word and, and through the sending forth of the Word of God, God would seek and find the lost sheep of the house of Israel, his elect people, and they would come to know wisdom, who is the Lord Jesus Christ. In Proverbs 4, it says, beginning in verse 5, Get wisdom, get understanding, forget it not, neither decline from the words of my mouth, Forsake her not, and she shall preserve thee. Love her, and she shall keep thee. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore get wisdom, and with all thy getting, get understanding. Exalt her, and she shall promote thee. She shall bring thee to honor, when thou dost embrace her. She shall give to thine head an ornament of grace, a crown of glory, Shall she deliver to thee? Hear, O my son, and receive my sayings, and the years of thy life shall be many. You see here, God is emphasizing, he's underscoring the principal thing, the most important thing that anybody could do is to get wisdom, get understanding. Why? Well, again, Jesus is wisdom. God is wisdom. It's basically saying, get the Lord Jesus Christ. Get eternal God and come to know him in an intimate way, in a personal way, which is only possible to get him and to know him through salvation. And and that's why it says um, here in verse 9, speaking of wisdom, She shall give to thine head an ornament of grace, for by grace are ye saved. And uh, as it's speaking of salvation. A crown of glory shall she deliver to thee. Uh, remember in the book of Revelation, when all those in heaven all... Uh, the elect took off their their crowns and cast them down before the feet of the Lord Jesus Christ. It pictured the crown of salvation. And in verse 10, 
uh, hear my son and receive my sayings, and the years of thy life shall be many. And that's another way of saying you'll live forever. You'll have eternal life. That That's what having uh, many years means. At, at, it, it's a reference to never dying, of living forever. And wisdom will produce that. Wisdom will give you that. Because, once again, wisdom is the Lord Jesus and and Jesus saves, and Jesus grants eternal life. And so we can see how wisdom uh, is Christ, and uh, let, let's uh, and wisdom is tied with salvation, because Christ brings salvation. And once saved, then someone becomes wise. It says in in Second Timothy three, um, in verse fifteen. And that from a child, Second Timothy is um, the Apostle Paul writing to Timothy, and of course writing under the inspiration of God, and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. You see, the scriptures make someone wise. Now, um, but but not just intellectually wise or or the gaining of knowledge, uh, not that kind of wise, but wise unto salvation. That and again, you can have a little child, uh, a little child. Um, uh, in the day of salvation, when God was saving uh, in the womb, and and that baby doesn't know anything, uh, the baby has no language and and has not learned anything at all, and yet God at any point during the pregnancy from conception could say could have saved that baby through the hearing of. The Word of God, and John the Baptist is a good example of that, because when Mary came to visit his mother Elizabeth, the baby John leaped in his womb for joy. Of course, that also tells us that the baby John in the womb, at that point, six months, was a human being. And as the baby is a human being at any point, in the womb, as soon as God conceives a child and brings uh, into existence uh, um, a baby, and that baby's a human being, and the taking of the life of that baby would be murder at any point, whether it's at the point of birth or any point during the pregnancy, but. But John was wise unto salvation through the hearing of the scriptures because his parents would have spoken the word of God. He would have heard the word of God while a baby in the womb. And that's how God saved him. And and he was made wise unto salvation through the hearing of the word of God because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, according to Romans ten seventeen, and 
And, and so wisdom is delivered through the word of God, through salvation. Uh, you know, it's not just learning the word of God. That does not make a, a person wise unto salvation. Many people read the Word of God, study the Word of God. The churches are full of theologians and pastors who teach the Word of God, and and yet they lack salvation. They lack wisdom. They they're ever learning, but never coming to the knowledge of the truth. Never coming to the point of salvation. Who is Christ and he is wisdom and understanding and knowledge. All, all right. Wisdom and understanding and knowledge. Well, um, let's, let's also look at Ecclesiastes, which is another book written by Solomon under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. In Ecclesiastes chapter seven, it says in verse 12, For wisdom is a defense, and money is a defense. But the excellency of knowledge is that wisdom giveth life to them that have it. And that's the statement we we want to look at that ties in with these other things. The Bible is saying wisdom gives life to them that have it. That is, Christ gives life to those that he saves. In Daniel chapter 2, God makes an interesting statement about wisdom. In Daniel 2, beginning in verse 19, it says that when the secret revealed unto Dan- then then was the secret revealed unto Daniel in a night vision, then Daniel blessed the God of heaven. Now, um, in in this chapter, uh, King Nebuchadnezzar had a dream that troubled him, and he demanded of the wise men of Babylon that they not only interpret his dream, but tell him what his dream was. And, and of course, the, the wise men of Babylon, the Chaldeans and so forth, uh, said, This isn't fair, O king. How can we tell you the interpretation when, when you will not tell us what the dream was? And, and, but the dream had gone from him. He couldn't tell them. And, and yet he, he made an interesting statement. He said that they were just planning on preparing lying words to speak to him if he had told them the dream. And so he commanded that all the wise men, um, be slain and, and this would have affected Daniel and Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego, the young Hebrews. And and so Daniel asked Arioch, the king's captain, for some time so that he could go to God and beseech God for an answer. And I thought it it was good it was a it would be good for us to consider this. Here's Daniel going to God and asking for an interpretation. But not only an interpretation, but for the dream itself. And, you know, 
um, this this relates to uh, to understanding the Bible. It relates to wisdom, as wisdom is. Uh, it, it involves a proper understanding of the Word of God, and and we often have to go to God and we have to pray and we have to ask God, Oh Lord, help us to understand this verse. Help us to understand this passage, this chapter, this book. Help us to understand. Grant us wisdom to understand these things. There is wisdom on one level, which is salvation, but then there's a growing in wisdom, which involves a learning of the truths of the Word of God, uh, a right understanding of what God has said. And we we uh, lack wisdom in that area, and we need God to help us, to assist us, to grant us wisdom in that sense also of understanding the Word of God. And, and here's Daniel going to God, beseeching God for understanding. And really, it's as, as if Daniel is approaching God for wisdom of a verse. And, and he's not only asking for understanding of the verse, but he's asking God to give him the verse because he doesn't know what the verse is. And, and so, uh, we're in much better shape than that. Uh, uh, we're in a, a better position than Daniel was in because we have the verses. We have the scriptures in front of us. We can at least go to God and say, this is what we want to know, O Lord. How does this verse fit? And, and so forth. But, but notice that God gave answer to Daniel and and it, it's significant because there was absolutely no way Daniel could know the answer because Daniel didn't even know the dream. Only God could have provided the answer. And, and God proves that by also providing the dream. And, and, and then Daniel is... Uh, lifted up and, and King Nebuchadnezzar thinks, thinks he's a great man and he was a very faithful man. But what did Daniel do but go to God? Go to the source of all wisdom. Go to the one who possesses all knowledge and all understanding and make request. And that's exactly what we are to do in our lives at any time as we're studying the Bible, but especially this time in in this uh, stage of the end of the world, in, in the time of Judgment Day, we're to go to God. And it, it very well may be God grants us wisdom. He grants our request. You know, um, God... Uh, granted the request of a man like Mr. Camping many times, oftentimes concerning this verse and that verse and, and a proper understanding. And he's granted the request of, of many of his people, oftentimes through history. But we should always keep in mind, always remember that Mr. Camping or uh, ourselves 
We know nothing. We know nothing of ourselves, by ourselves. We are um, just ignorant of spiritual things. Even after salvation, we are not able to um, understand anything. God must give understanding. He must deliver to us. He must open up our eyes to see and to know and and to understand um, a, a, a Bible verse or or uh, anything that the Bible has to say and a doctrine of the Bible. God must give it to us, and because He is wisdom, He is the dispenser of wisdom. Remember. Um, in, in that wonderful passage in Luke 24, when Jesus was walking along with the disciples on the road to Emmaus, and, uh, it, it says there, I'll, I'll read from Luke 24 in verse 44, and he said unto them, These are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled, which were written in the law of Moses and in the prophets, and in the Psalms concerning me. Then opened he their understanding, that they might understand the Scriptures. Jesus did some kind of work in the minds of the disciples, and at at that time, and this is not a special um opening of their understanding that is where it only took place then it happens whenever all throughout history the people of god come to an understanding a right understanding of what the bible is teaching it's always a result of this very thing jesus open their understanding that is the mind's eye that they might understand the scriptures, because the scriptures are impossible to understand by the natural mind, and or even by the child of God who has been saved. Uh, he, the the child of God, will never understand portions of the Bible unless God opens up the understanding to whatever is in view. And and then there can be uh, a reception, a gaining of knowledge. There can be a growing in grace because God took the action. God is the one that that grants increased knowledge concerning his word. And and that's why at this time of the end, when when the Lord opened the scriptures themselves that had been sealed up. And what does it say in Daniel 12? Uh, remember, in Daniel 12, verse 4, But thou, O Daniel, shut up the words, and seal the book, even to the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall be increased." How will knowledge be increased? God will open up the understanding of 
his people. You, you must be a, a, a wise person in order to gain wisdom. That is, you have to be saved. You have to have Christ within in order to understand the things of God. But at the time of the end, that's exactly what God said his plan would be. He'll open up the scriptures and knowledge will increase. And knowledge will only increase because the Lord Jesus will open up the eyes of the mind of his people. You know, it says in James chapter 1, in um, in verse um, 16, Do not err, my beloved brethren. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Every good gift is from above and comes down from God. God must give it. And I, I know we, we recognize this, we realize this, but, uh, sometimes, uh, we, uh, maybe it's, it's not, uh, forefront in our minds. And, and so here, uh, at this time, we desire knowledge. We want to know, Lord, what is happening at this time in history in relationship to your program of times and seasons and, and concerning, um, the end of the world and, and, and so forth. And, and so we go to God and we beseech Him and we lay it out before Him. And we we pray as Daniel prayed for wisdom, for an answer. And uh, is God able to reveal to us, to grant us understanding concerning these things? And the answer is yes. And 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 if He does, if the Lord does grant us understanding, and we. Uh, start finding answers and, and laying things out. Well, it's not because I'm smart or you're smart or any of us are smart or because of our knowledge or our wisdom. What do we know? We don't know anything at all of ourselves. It would only be a result of God sending down from above a gift sending down from above information and knowledge and and right things and 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 so that's how we approach now in Daniel 2 in verse 19 then was the secret revealed unto Daniel in a night vision then Daniel blessed the god of heaven Daniel answered and said blessed be the name of god forever and ever for wisdom and might are his now i'm going to keep reading but but uh we we should underline that for wisdom and might are his that is they belong to god wisdom is a possession of god as we've pointed out and stressed wisdom is god and and if we desire wisdom and we should we really should remember Get wisdom, get understanding, 
Wisdom's the principal thing. The principal thing is not um, the things of the world. It's not our job in this world. It's not uh, our um, our house. It's not our family. Wisdom is the principal thing. The number one thing is to get wisdom. And that would be, of course, salvation through the Lord Jesus Christ. But even after God, if if he has um, mercifully and graciously granted us his salvation, uh, even after that, we seek after wisdom. We want to continually grow in wisdom, as Jesus was said to grow in wisdom and stature. And God's people desire to increase knowledge. It's a desire God has placed within. We, we're not content. We're, we're not satisfied to just, uh, know the things we know. As apparently the church is very content and satisfied uh, to rest on the laurels of past reformers, to rest uh, at, at what they consider to be the um, the peak of knowledge, uh, the Reformed Church anyway, was a few hundred years ago when Calvin and Luther and so forth um, came came um, or brought about the Reformation and and uh, wrote their books and and that was the high point of knowledge and the church has not gone beyond. They're they're very content. They they stay within the limits of their reformers. And, and of course, that's a wrong thing completely because the limits are set by God and his word. It's not set by man. And, and God will set the limit concerning what his people know because God's in complete control of granting understanding. And, and God could limit understanding and did limit understanding to many things during the church age while the word of God, the Bible was sealed up. But we're living in a time when God has taken off the seals and his plan is to increase knowledge, increase understanding of the word of God. And, and God's able to do it because wisdom belongs to him. Wisdom does not belong to the church. God is wisdom, the determiner of wisdom. And and so if God grants uh, further understanding regarding the doctrine of hell and, and, and the church refuses it, oh no, we learned everything there is to know about that long ago. Well, uh, the church is not the the one who conveys wisdom is not the giver of wisdom, not the one in possession of wisdom. God is. And we, the children of God, listen to God, hearken to God, follow God and his word, the Bible, and, and not um, men in any sense. Wisdom and might are his. And he changeth, Daniel 2.21, the times and the seasons... He removeth kings and setteth up kings. He giveth wisdom unto the wise and knowledge to them 
that know understanding. Isn't that interesting? We would think that God gives wisdom not to the wise. What do the wise have need of wisdom? They're already wise. And and uh, not knowledge to them that know understanding. They already possess knowledge of understanding. Yet, this is just letting us know that God gives wisdom and knowledge to his people. Because it is only his people that are wise. It is only the child of God that knows understanding. Because, again, it is a spiritual um, reference to salvation. And you cannot give wisdom to a fool. We we could rephrase it and and say it that way. You you cannot give wisdom to those that do not have understanding, or you cannot give knowledge to them that do not have understanding. Wisdom is despised by the fool. Read First um, Corinthians. In First Corinthians chapter two, God contrasts the wisdom of the world with the wisdom of God. In 1 Corinthians 2, beginning in verse 4, And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Howbeit we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, Yet not the wisdom of this world, nor the princes of this world that come to naught, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory, which none of the princes of this world knew. For had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. And and then in verse 12, Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God, which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the spirit of God, For they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. See, there God says matter-of-factly, the natural man will not receive the things of God. They are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them. So you do not give wisdom unto a fool because a fool cannot receive wisdom. And it all goes back to the first thing God does is save a sinner. And then he has made that person uh, able to receive the things of God. From that point, they can receive spiritual things because they have spiritual life. And therefore, They have been given spiritual eyes and spiritual ears, spiritual perception to receive the things of God. 
but the unsaved are dead in sin, and their eyes are closed, their ears are shut, and and so when when um, uh, wisdom is given to a fool, he rejects it, he dismisses it, doesn't understand it. Uh, just just look at the um, the church today, and and this is a good example because God has ended the church age. God has already completed the separation of the wheat and the tares, and the wheat would be the saved or the wise, and the tares would be the unsaved or the fools. And all, according to the Bible, all left in the congregations are the tares, they are the foolish of the world, the natural-minded people that rejected the wisdom of God concerning the teaching of the end of the church age. The the end of the church age was part of the knowledge that God increased when he opened up the scriptures to reveal those things. And remember in Daniel chapter 12, this has application to the information that came forth about the end of the church age, as well as other things. It says in Daniel 12, verses 9 and 10, And he said, Go thy way, Daniel, for the words are closed up and sealed till the time of the end. Many shall be purified and made white and tried, but the wicked shall do wickedly, and none of the wicked shall understand. But the wise shall understand. Uh, Again, you can give wisdom to the wise. You can give knowledge and they'll grow an understanding to the wise, to the saved individual. But you cannot give wisdom to a fool. A fool cannot grow an understanding because he lacks understanding. That's why he's a fool. He doesn't have the spirit of God. And, and so God opened the scriptures to reveal information, and a major part of that information was the end of the church age, time to get out of the church, God, uh, his spirit has left, and he loosed Satan to enter in, to rule as the man of sin, and so forth, and it was foolishness to the people within the churches and congregations, because they lacked wisdom. They lacked wisdom to understand, to perceive the words of knowledge. And and so they remain. And, of course, it it was tragic. Uh, It's always tragic when uh, people come under the judgment of God. But but that's exactly what happened as God brought judgment on the churches. He ended the church age. And then finally, on May 21, 2011, God brought judgment on the world and ended his salvation program. And and thus, at that point, all within the church were as bundled as tares and cast into the fire of Judgment Day. Uh, and, and it's a very tragic thing. And that's why wisdom is principle. It's why God um, encouraged and emphasized and, and highlighted to the degree that he did, get wisdom, get understanding. It's the principal thing. 
And yet those in the churches did not get wisdom, those that remained within the churches after God commanded to come out. They lacked wisdom. They did not take heed. They, they did not seek after wisdom as God implored them to do. And, and it resulted in their destruction because they lacked wisdom. Now, of course, we can see how many, many verses relate to this whole idea of being wise or being a fool. It, it's a, a constant theme throughout the Bible. Um, for instance, in Proverbs 28, it says in um, verse 5, Evil men understand not judgment. But they that seek Jehovah understand all things as wisdom and understanding are connected and tied together. The wise will understand, but none of the wicked will understand. No, evil men understand not judgment. And, um, well, we'll, we'll have to look at uh, what judgment means in, in our verse in Proverbs as it's mentioned there, uh, in another study. But also in Ecclesiastes, remember this verse, as we've often repeated it in Ecclesiastes chapter 8, it says in verse 5, Whoso keepeth the commandment shall feel no evil thing, and a wise man's heart discerneth both time and judgment. The wise man's heart discerneth. You see, God gives wisdom, and wisdom is a principal thing. It, it is an extremely important thing. The most important thing to be wise is to be saved, first of all, but then also to be wise is extremely important concerning times and seasons, concerning the things of God that God has opened up at this time of the end of the world. And um, let's just look at one one last verse in Colossians chapter 2, or a couple of verses there. In Colossians 2, it says, in, uh, I'll start reading in verse 1, For I would that ye knew what great conflict I have for you, and for them at Laodicea, and for as many as have not seen my face in the flesh, that their hearts might be comforted, being knit together in love, and unto all riches of the full assurance of understanding, to the acknowledgement of the mystery of God, and of the Father, and of Christ, in whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. In Christ are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge and 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 who is Christ Christ is the word made flesh in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory as of the only begotten son of god and 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 so forth as it says in John 1 1 and John 1 verse 14 in him are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And that means the whole word of God 
is hidden treasure. The whole word of God, the Bible, it is as though we, it, it's, it's uh, like those children's stories we would hear when, when, um, a ship would be marooned on a desert island and they would, they would find out there's buried treasure or, or treasure hunters would go to seek it on some remote desert island. And somewhere on that island there's treasure. And, and so they went through all kinds of obstacles, all kinds of difficulties, and faced all sorts of dangers in order to find the treasure. And, and they put forth a great amount of effort to find that buried treasure. And, and that's exactly what the Bible is. The Bible is full of, it's a treasure chest of, and gold, silver, precious stones, all the heart's desire concerning wisdom and knowledge. And God says it's hid in Christ are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. It's why Jesus spoke in parables and without a parable, he did not speak. Uh, In Matthew 13, it says in uh, verse 10, and the disciples came and said unto him, why speakest thou? unto them in parables. He answered and said unto them, Because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it is not given. It's given to you to know. That's the reason for the book of Proverbs. To know wisdom. It's given to the child of God to know these things. So it's as though God has given us the treasure map and and he's marked spots on his treasure map. Dig here and dig there and and seek the buried treasure of the things of God. That's what it it tells us in Proverbs itself. Back in Proverbs uh, chapter 2 and it says in verse 1, My son... If thou wilt receive my words and hide my commandments with thee, so that thou incline thine ear unto wisdom and apply thine heart to understanding, yea, if thou criest after knowledge and liftest, liftest up thy voice for understanding, if thou seekest her as silver and searchest for her as for hid treasures, then shalt thou understand the fear of Jehovah and find the knowledge of God. For Jehovah giveth wisdom. Out of his mouth cometh knowledge and understanding. And I would recommend continuing to read. But you see, God gives wisdom. Christ opens up their minds that they might understand the scriptures. God gives understanding to his people. He, he gives wisdom to the wise. And, and so here we are with the Bibles in front of us. And, and I know because, uh, we have the question and answer program, um, so often and we've had it for years. And of course, 
from the open forum that God's people have just just um, unlimited questions, uh, just questions from every angle and every perspective of every verse in the Bible. And it's been the nature of the children of God to wonder and question and ask, well, what, what does this mean? And why did God say that? And so forth. And, and it is a seeking after. It is um, a search for the hidden treasures of the word of God, which each one of us is qualified if we have wisdom, if we're saved, God gives wisdom to the wise. And each one of us can go to the Bible and and any one of us can start digging. Uh, you know, the Bible's a big book. We can't dig everywhere at once. But if all God's people dig into the Word of God, and and it, 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 the language of hid treasure uh, implies you're going to have to put forth effort. You have to get pickaxe and shovel, and you have to start breaking the ground and removing rocks and and uh, just digging a hole and and putting forth labor, labor. Remember, God says, "Study to show thyself approved, uh, a labor that needs not to be ashamed, and it requires much effort." Diligent Bible study is not an easy thing. It's not for the lazy or slothful. It requires much effort to put into searching the Bible to find what God has said. And all God's people ought to be doing that, involved in that, and going to God as Daniel did and saying, Oh Lord, you possess wisdom. Wisdom belongs to you. I don't know anything of myself. Will you reveal to me? Will you show to me the answer to this question or that question? Now, the problem, of course, and, and it's a, it's too late now, but the problem with the church is that they, they, they're slothful and, and have been lazy. And and they go to the Bible looking for the plain, literal statement. They expect if the Bible says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you'll be saved, that, that you can just believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you'll be saved. They're looking for treasure on the surface of the ground. They're looking for gold, silver, precious stones, as though it would be just lying uh, on the grass and lying um, uh, uh, as soon as you... You start your search, oh, there it is, I, I turn the page and it says this or it says that, and it's the plain literal statement of the Bible. And that's nothing but fool's gold. And that's why the church is, is one of the many reasons why the church is in the condition it's in, because they have not followed God's command to get wisdom to seek for wisdom as for hidden treasure. We have to search the Bible for the deep spiritual things of God. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship Sunday Bible Study. For more information or to hear additional Bible studies, be sure to visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com.